Hello and welcome to Branding for Impact, a podcast of bite-sized branding and business tips to help you make an impact your own way. I'm your host, Roseanne, designer, dog lover, Hong Konger, and founder of Prison Creative. Join me as we talk about all things branding, marketing, and myth-busting when it comes to building a business with impact. Whether you're an NGO, social enterprise, or a business ready to create a bigger purpose, this is the podcast for you. First of all, I just wanted to say a massive thank you to all of you. Because of you, Branding for Impact podcast reached the number one rank on launch day for Hong Kong's Apple podcasts in the marketing category. I'm so glad that so many of you have been enjoying the show and that you've found the episodes helpful. And I hope you'll stick around with us for more to come. Today, we're going to talk about easy, budget-friendly ideas to research your target audience. Now, I know that research can be deemed a somewhat boring task. But personally, it's actually my favorite part. I love learning about people's behaviors and getting to understand their thought processes. Many clients are reluctant to take this step because they either think it's going to be really expensive or they think that they know enough about their audience already. I'd say for both cases, they could actually be quite wrong. Very often, we think we know what people want. But until we put ourselves out there, we don't actually really know. So research is a really useful step of the brand building journey because it helps to put ourselves in the shoes of our target audience and make sound decisions grounded on empathy. And because we're coming from a place of empathy, it means that we're able to communicate with the right messaging aimed towards the right people. It means your marketing efforts can go even further as they're more targeted. So if you have ever struggled with getting people to understand what you do, what's the importance of it, and why it matters, researching would give a lot of great insights into how you can improve either your product and service or the way you communicate with them. Also, what if I told you that you don't actually need to spend a lot of money on gathering insights? A lot of times, information is just outside your doorstep. They just need to be facilitated and filtered in the right way. And I'm going to show you how. Here are five ways to learn more about your target audience, which we use a lot in our projects that won't break the budget, are really easy to carry out, and also can either provide some really eye-opening insights or validate what you already know. Now, just before we jump in, it's also worth noting that before you start on any of these research methods, it's important to think about what the goal is, what you're aiming to find out about, and why it matters to any decisions you'll be making. It's like doing detective work. It's about being inquisitive and observant in order to solve a problem. The first and easiest way to gather data is via a survey. This is usually for gathering quantitative data. There are so many platforms where you can literally create a survey and share from in under 10 minutes. They're usually free to begin with, but if you need additional features, they usually start at around $12 US per month for a subscription. Our favorites are Typeform and SurveyMonkey. Their features and prices vary a little bit, so I'd suggest to have a look at which suits your needs better. I say out of all the research methods, a survey is the one you'd use if you need quite specific answers, like how would you rank an experience, if you prefer A to B, so very concrete data that can help you make a decision. And before you start, 
Think about what exactly it is you want to find out about and frame questions around that. Surveys are a fantastic way to get quantitative data and a large reach in a short amount of time to test the temperature of an idea. When we were building the brand story of a new virtual bank, we sent out a survey to gather how people felt about online banking, what challenges they most encountered, and identified patterns that really helped to shape the narrative and angle of the bank's launch. And in the end, the angle was really well received by the media. So if we hadn't gone out there to first connect with the audience and understand their pain points, we wouldn't have had such success in building this resonance with them. It's really important that brands listen to their target audience's needs instead of just assuming. Secondly, usually after gathering quantitative data, we identify if there are any areas that we can dig deeper into. This is where we would conduct qualitative research. Personally, I'm actually not a fan of focus groups. I actually prefer to take a one-on-one approach so that people aren't influenced by one another and also people feel comfortable enough to share what they really think. And how we do this is we usually start by finding the loyalists, so your number one fans. Try to retrace their steps and identify what influenced their thinking around your product and service. So really mapping out the journey that they took. How they feel about your brand, what's changed for them since using your products or services. Because if it worked for them, likely it would work for others. So see if you can identify any patterns coming through. As an example, for one of our NGO clients, they've been feeling stagnant at the five-year point and wanting to realign, restructure, and tighten up their vision and values so that they're ready for a stronger, more focused plan for the next stage of growth. So what we did was invite eight of their star volunteers as part of our qualitative research, and we spoke to them one-on-one about their experience so far as a volunteer, what has really stood out to them about the charity, and anything they felt that could be improved. And we actually ended up with something that's very obvious, but has been overlooked in the brand story, which is that the charity is really here to bring happiness to children and volunteers through creative arts. Every volunteer that we spoke to, when we asked them to give three words to describe their experience with the charity, every one of them said happiness. So this core value then became something that ran through the next evolution of the organization itself. Because branding really is all about the feeling that you leave people with after each interaction. Having these conversations with the volunteers really helped to rejuvenate the story and vision, as well as come back to something that's at the heart of human connection, happiness. Other than loyalists, sometimes we also try to talk to those who are on the other end of the spectrum those who don't believe in the product and service. Not that the ones who are 100% against what you do will convert, because it is much harder to sell to people who don't believe in what you do, but it's really to understand the why. It might shed some light on how you could improve your communication. Maybe at some point there was misinformation. Or it can share some insights on where your product or service is not meeting the demand. It can also tell you exactly who isn't your target audience. So identifying extremes on both ends is also helpful to get a fuller picture. You can carry out qualitative research quite easily depending on how much depth you need. We always prefer to do either one-on-one sessions in person or via Zoom so you can see the person's facial expressions. Otherwise, for smaller research tasks, 
for example, to get quotes to support your hypothesis. You can also do that via a WhatsApp or email conversation. This next method is especially helpful for new brands and can easily be done with some team brainstorming or desktop research. Very often, when we're creating brands from scratch, it's really hard to predict who would be interested and how exactly we can catch their attention. So a really useful exercise is simply identifying what other brands your target audience would use and borrow from them. It doesn't have to be within the same industry as you. In fact, it's better if it's not. So for example, if you're a sustainable coffee brand, would your target audience be more likely to use Tesla or Mercedes? Why? It will tell you a lot about their behaviors and lifestyle choices. Borrow these key things you've identified and see if you can apply it to your brand's positioning, values, or messaging. So far, we've talked about research methods that have a particular goal or hypothesis in mind. This next one I'm about to share is one that's more open-ended and sometimes you can't really tell what you'd find, which I think is quite exciting. And this is in-person or on-site research. It's my favorite way of getting to know people because you see them in their natural habitat. There's so much we can learn about people's behaviors and beliefs from simply observing and listening. A really good example is when I was doing research for a new health food brand, And I went to one of the most popular health food stores in Hong Kong, just to see and immerse myself in the environment. As I was looking around, I overheard someone say jokingly to his friend, where's the poor people's section? On top of that, I saw a lot of people were shopping around, you know, picking things up, looking at price tags. But in comparison, there actually wasn't much of a queue at the till. So it seems people weren't buying essential items as much in this health food store, compared to a regular supermarket. Maybe people were going more for the shopping experience than actually purchasing something. So because of that comment that I overheard, and also the observation of shoppers, it started the conversation with the client of needing to understand and validate whether health food stores in Hong Kong are actually too expensive for the everyday person. So did that mean they needed to work really hard to break that stigma? So we needed to investigate what are people's thoughts around the pricing, what are their behaviors around health foods, and where the buyer's resistance is. Other things you can be doing as well is simply going to a few shops that you'd like to stock at in the future to check out things like packaging, pricing, and behaviors of people. And really observe what catches your eye and why. Look at the items that sell out the quickest. Where are they placed? What makes them stand out? and what kind of people shop there. Also, when doing this kind of competitor research, really take note of the customer journey. What made you feel good? What made you feel not so good? Finally, another very, very, very easy way to do your research is through social media groups. These are things like forums, Facebook groups, Slack groups. These are highly concentrated areas of people who already believe in something. I often read up on posts and comments in circular economy groups, purposeful business groups. Not only is it a great way to keep up to date with relevant news, but also how people are responding to them. So how are you feeling? It's not as hard as you thought, right? Doing audience research really can be easy, cost-effective, and actually quite fun. You just have to know how and keep an open mind. So as a quick recap, These are five ways you can quickly and effectively research your audience without breaking your budget. First of all, 
Use surveys for quantitative research and understanding the breadth of a topic. You can follow on this with qualitative research for the depth. You can look at the brands your audience might also use and borrow from them. Next, which is my favorite, is in-person or on-site research to immerse yourself in their environment. And lastly, keep an eye out on social media groups for hot topics and conversations around them, especially looking at the comments section in addition to the post itself, because that's where the really juicy stuff is. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you're interested in knowing more about how I help brands get crystal clear on how to approach their audience, really just get in touch and have a chat with me. Visit the website or message us on Instagram at prismcreative.co. Both links are in the show notes. In addition, if you've enjoyed this episode, I would really, really appreciate if you could leave a rating or review to help us maintain this amazing ranking on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so, so much for your support. If you would like to hear more branding and business tips come your way, please hit subscribe. Look forward to chatting with you again in the next episode. Until then, take care. Bye.